Hey everyone, it's Jess from Daydreams and Tea. Every week I'll be dropping a new episode, so make sure you hit that follow button and join the party. Let's get into it. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Daydreams and Tea with me, Jess. Super happy to have you guys listening here today. Thank you so much, whether you're, you know, first time listener or you've been here for a while. This is the 24th episode. So we've come a long way together through this little journey. Every episode kind of brings a different topic. I'm going to bring to you guys another dating episode kind of theme today. I always appreciate your feedback on any episode. I love hearing your guys' feedback and trust me, like I see the comments, um, whether they're negative or good. And I just like reading the messages you guys sent me. Before we get into the topic of today, which is dating deal breakers, red flags, green flags, things like that, and also go through some of the dating deal breakers you guys shared with me. I want to give you guys a little update on what's been going on, a little catch up with just between you and I. It's always fun to catch up a little bit. First thing, I am so excited for the month of March. Month of March, I feel I'm having more sparks of like joy, excitement, I'm looking forward to this month. It's going to be busy um, on the work front for March, um, which I actually prefer to keep a bit busy than not have enough, I guess, projects to do. And I have friends coming down to visit in the beginning of the month and coming to Montreal. So that's going to be exciting to see them. And I'm also planning a little family trip at the end of the month. Overall, I'm looking forward to a lot of things this March. On Netflix recently, I've been watching the show All of Us Are Dead. This is a Korean uh, TV series based on like the zombie apocalypse. If you're not into zombies, Walking Dead or things like that, this might not be for you. But I was always into The Walking Dead. I used to watch it with my dad, things like that. And love the series. Like I ended up finishing it last night. I usually take my time with series like I'm not a big binger. And so it took me like I think over a week to like complete this, especially every episode. There's 12 episodes and they're an hour and a bit actually each time. So it's like you're watching a movie every night or whatever you decide to watch it. So it's quite a lot. And I gotta say for a zombie series, pretty awesome. It's pretty gory. Uh, some moments had me flinching of like kind of disgust because some, especially when they're gouging eyes or something, I don't know, just... So really gory, has a good tone to it. Like in the beginning, I find it's a bit slow, like, but the tone overall is good. There's some comedic moments where they make like kind of comments in in real time. Like they actually mentioned COVID. They mention uh, like, you know, Train to Busan, which is another like popular um, film. And I think it's by the same director. The only thing is that this director person always has open endings, not meaning that it's like opening it for another season it's really open-ending in the sense that you have to interpret what you think um you know goes on in the future of that world that he's created so some of you might not like those type of endings i really like those endings where it's open-ended and then you kind of left for interpretation of what you think how the story would continue going or not but funny enough on the other side of that like of this gory thriller like series 
I've been kind of having this itch or craving to watch classic Disney movies. I don't know why. Um, but I haven't watched any yet. Like I'm debating, like, do I want to watch Sleeping Beauty, which is one, which is my favorite um, one? Do I want to watch Little Mermaid or the uh, the new one that came out in Kanto looks really good. So I don't know. I had this weird mood of what I want been wanting to watch. Like, so I'll probably dive into Disney very soon. But yeah, so that's what I've been watching. Um, again, probably gonna watch some Disney stuff. I finished that zombie series, so that was, like, satisfying, so, and the, the self-care stuff, I've been really proud of myself, like, I've been sticking to my every day during the week, I make my smoothie every morning, so I always fill, like, a cup halfway of frozen berries, then the other half with frozen spinach, that it's, like, fresh frozen spinach, um, and one banana and I just mix that with water and some cinnamon and then ready to go So I've been having that as soon as I wake up in the morning or as my breakfast and that like really puts an energy for the day And also kind of sets the tone for the other meals I eat throughout the day So I'm eating a lot more whole foods and staying hydrated I've been really keeping up actually with that workout video that I think I mentioned in my spend the week with me audio vlog um, and it's, uh, again, like a YouTube video using dumbbells. And so whatever you have at home, whether it's like little weights, five pounders, 15 pounders or whatever, um, it's a full body dumbbell workout. And it's by this really like fit girl. I think her her accent's from the Ireland or something or Scottish, maybe Scottish more. But really love that video. I've actually been kept keeping up with it. And I've been doing that like at least two to three times a week. So I've been doing that. And also for my mind, I picked up a new book. So I've been reading the pretty, I think it's pretty popular. It's um, by Brene Brown. It's called Daring Greatly. So I've been reading that. I'm about halfway through. Um, a bit, not hard to read, but you have to take your time because there's a lot of concepts in it. Um, some examples of research that she's done as well. Um, but it's a really eye-opening book so far, and I've been taking notes here and there while reading it. In music right now on my Spotify, I've been playing a lot of throwback early 2000s music, like Ashley Tisdale, Jessica Simpson, um, and then the more recent stuff I've been streaming, uh, The Backseat Lovers, which is a kind of a rock, alternative rock sound. The Weeknd, he has so much freaking good hits that get in my head, like Moth to a Flame. And Tate McRae, again, a lot of great hits. Love her like tone and her voice. So I've been streaming those things recently. I'm just having a good vibe, good energy right now, and things have been good. And I hope you guys are also having some good vibes and taking care as well. And that's pretty much my little update. So let's just get right into it. We're going to talk about dating deal breakers. So I think it is good to know your dating deal breakers. And at the same time, it's fun to like share, um, you know, what mine are, what yours are, because it's really subjective. Like every person has a different deal breaker. And I wanted to talk specifically, specifically, my God, this word. <laughs> I want to talk specifically about dating deal breakers, like in the first stages kind of of when you're getting to know someone. 
you know, situations, story, stories that kind of come up. And so I thought I would share my main dating deal breakers before diving into some of the ones that you guys submitted. I also did a poll on the gram um, about some, I guess, frequently like more common uh, deal breakers and to see what your guys' opinions are about those. And I want to wrap it all up with talking about some red flags, green flags, and yellow flags. Pretty self-explanatory. It's like red light, green light, all that stuff. Um, but things that we could look out for while we're getting to know someone and pursuing someone romantically, that could be a good sign or bad sign. So to hop right in, what is a dating deal breaker? It is something that stops you from pursuing someone romantically. This can be something that you don't want to compromise on, something that you don't like about them, the way they behave, or honestly, something that gives you the ick, <laughs> like the ick, <laughs> and et cetera. So really something mainly that you don't want to compromise on that would prevent you or stop you from pursuing the person more. So obviously these can vary from person to person. We're all looking for different things like qualities and behaviors and different partners. Personalities also match differently. Some of these deal breakers can vary and honestly some are kind of shallow, but some people just don't want to compromise on certain things and that's okay. And when it comes to dating deal breakers, I find, you know, obviously there's the flags as well. Um, Because, of course, some things you can compromise on and some you actually probably shouldn't because it's just not worth it. And, of course, no no one of us, nobody is perfect. But sometimes these red flags we dismiss or don't realize, even if our friends and family tell us sometimes. And it happens. We don't always realize these red flags or deal breakers that we're compromising or giving too much until we're not dating that person anymore. And... I think for those of us who have been in those situations, let's have a little more compassion for ourselves, you know, or for people that we know have gone through this. We don't always realize these red flags and deal breakers when we're in it with someone because maybe we're so enamored with them or whatever it is. So we can just all accept and have a little more compassion and accept that these are just experiences that we're learning from. So let's start off with that as a sort of disclaimer. With that being said, here are some of my dating deal breakers can please agree disagree with any of these statements they are just my personal like kind of opinions and things I don't like to compromise on first one they smoke weed and sick and or cigarettes regularly this is mine because I don't smoke cigarettes nor do I smoke weed so If you're someone who is doing it on a really regular basis, like every week or something, I don't mind the smell necessarily of cigarettes and stuff. Like if it's just like one of those hookups, like you're just making out with someone or whatever and they smoke, who cares? And I actually don't mind, like I'll go to, like I don't mind hanging out and if you want to smoke, go for it. But if it's something you're doing on a regular basis, you're spending your money on, time on, and that's your way of kind of entertaining yourself and spending your money, it's just our values don't really meet. So that's my first dating deal breaker second they are too conservative in like their thinking about sexuality gender or like political wise I need someone who is more a bit liberal and more open-minded so like I don't need to or have or want to be explaining to someone you know just 
things about feminism, about uh, the different different people on the spectrum, things like that. So definitely, obviously, a deal breaker. I think many people can agree. I don't want someone homophobic, racist, not understanding what feminism is. That's definitely a deal breaker because they're just not thinking in the same way as me. And again, I don't want to be explaining to people some of these concepts that I don't have time for. So we would just not get along and be a good match. My third one is they have no ambition or thoughts about the future. Um, I'm a very driven, ambitious person, and I'm very, I have a positive outlook generally about life. And that is a quality I really, really like in someone to see that they're striving for more and they're kind of not just settling with where they are. Like they, they have plans for the future, like they want to do things. And I find that quality really sexy. So when they don't have that and lack that, or at least don't meet me like halfway, that's when I feel like that's a deal breaker for me because it will just become a turnoff anyways. Next one is like there's no chemistry or physical attraction that like progressed after, I guess, the second or third date. So I think, you know, say if you have on a first date, it went well, but no, nothing really happened. Maybe you, didn't, maybe you didn't kiss or whatever, or maybe you did, but it wasn't the best kiss or they didn't really feel much chemistry then. Um, I think it's worth giving it another chance. But after so many dates and there's still nothing there, you kind of, kind of got to raise the white flag and be like, well, there's nothing here more romantic than we thought. Maybe I really like you as a person. But the chemistry in there, the physical attraction didn't progress. So that is a bit, definitely a deal breaker if there's no romantic spark coming between us, you know? My last two main dating deal breakers, someone who takes, this is more on the app side of things. If in your dating app profile, you have too many mirror selfies at the gym, like a gym rat type, it gives too many fuckboy vibes too many, again, gym rat vibes where I feel like you'd be very judgy <laughs> about other people and not them going to the gym enough or eating right or whatever it is. So just the ter- overall turn off, like the fuck boy persona slash gym rat persona. So deal breaker for me <laughs> right there. And my last one is that they're, if you're too clingy or jealous, to me, jealousy is a big no-no or too clingy. I'm a very non-clingy person already. Um, so I have certain boundaries like, yes, you know, I don't mind PDA or whatever. Um, but if you're too clingy, always need to know where I am, what I'm doing. That's a bit too much for me. It'll, it'll, it'll make me want to pull away. And the jealousy, jealousy thing is a big red flag. I think it's self-explanatory, but when you're too jealous, um, some people take it really out of hand. Um, jealousy can mix with anger, um, and manipulation in some ways, I guess, but so yeah, I'm really look out for those things, but those things tend to arise later on. So um, yeah, that's one, that one's a tricky one, but definitely if they're too clingy or jealous, it's a deal, deal breaker. So those are my deal breakers. Now let's share with the class <laughs> um, what you guys said on some of the polls, like the statements I had put on the Instagram polls. And some of the results are pretty interesting. So the first one is, I think, a pretty common one. 
my, people might say it's shallow or surface level, but honestly, I, I think a lot of people can relate to this. And the statement is, um, is it a dating deal breaker if they are shorter than you? And this results were 50-50, you know, for most, I guess, most women or people who maybe are taller, like myself, I'm 5'10". Um, yes, it might be a preference that like someone is taller or at least as tall as me um, when I'm dating them. But is it a really big factor at the end of the day out of other qualities or things I'm looking for when dating someone? No, it's not a big factor. But as you guys said, it was 50-50. So some people really care if their partner is shorter than them. And I think it just means that, again, height does matter to some people. I think a lot of women can agree that we kind of prefer it in some sense because I think it's just a comforting feeling to feel kind of like protected and like warm or like I know someone like wrap. I don't know. There's just something about it. And I think we all can relate to that. So to me, it's not really surprising to see 50-50 on this because it is important to a lot of people. The next one is, is it a dating deal breaker if someone says, my ex is crazy. Oh my God, they're so crazy. They're so messed up. They're like super like, yeah, crazy. And everyone can agree it was 100% that this is a dating deal breaker. So breaking it down, um, really, I think I find people, if someone's going to say negative things about their ex, especially throwing the word crazy, um, It kind of means that they're not taking some part of the blame or responsibility for whatever breakup they had with their ex. Because even if your ex was a horrible person, like you should have more a bit more empathy, empathy about your breakup. Like this was a person for however long you were together. You shared a lot of your life with like you shouldn't be calling them crazy. You know what I mean? So it kind of shows that the person might not be as empathetic or understanding as you would like. So I think that's why, at least for me, that's how I would see it. And that's why it would be a deal dating deal breaker or very much so a red flag of like, but why are you saying this, right? Next, is it a dating deal breaker if they have a messy car, apartment, or place? I agree with this one. I think for me, it is a deal breaker. And 70% of you said yes as well. If you're someone who is already organized and clean in general, I'm sure that there's only so much messiness you can tolerate. Um, you know, if the person is more on the messy side, 80 or 90% of the time, that that is probably going to be a major turnoff. So it makes sense that this would be a dating deal breaker. Next one is they smoke cigarettes. So 56% of you said, yes, I would stop dating them uh, if they smoke cigarettes. So again, maybe just doesn't align with your values. And if you if you're not a smoker yourself, they are not a feminist. 75% of you said this is a dating deal breaker. So pretty strong opinions on these two statements. And the last one on the polls was, is it a dating deal breaker if your first kiss was not good? And everyone actually said, no, this is not a dating deal breaker. It's worth giving it a second chance and seeing how things go. And I think that totally makes sense as an answer. Um, I would agree to this too, because not every first you have with someone is amazing. Equally, I asked you guys to submit some of your other dating deal breakers that you had in mind. Someone who cheated in the past is a dating deal breaker. 
So basically, once a cheater, always the cheater. That's a big statement on its own. Like a lot of people are very, I find 50-50. Some people believe in this wholeheartedly, others not so much. Um, so this is a very interesting one. So do you think once a cheater, always a cheater? I'm not always sure about that, but I'm more, <laughs> I'm more to say yes than no, but also depends on their other experiences and at what stage of life they're at. Um, but definitely, I think for most people, it make you think kind of, or be wary of like, okay, if they've already cheated, I think to find out the reason why they cheated matters more than the actual act of cheating. Next is their family and friends are annoying and we just don't get along. That can definitely be a very strenuous thing on and on dating someone if you just don't get along with their family or the family are just really not nicest to you. That is definitely hard. So I feel for that. Um, and the last one is they pick fights all the time and like to argue about everything. So yeah, again, like why... Would you want to put up with someone who's always fighting you on things and not letting you have your own, own opinions or just always arguing? That doesn't sound like a fun relationship to me either. So totally get that. So those are the dating deal breakers. But what are the flags we should look out for? So let's start with the bad ones, the red flags. And we're going to break it down a little bit and work our way to the yellow ones and the green flags that are good signs were in the positive direction. So first, with the red flags, this is the first one. You don't share the same values. So really what this means is, like, do you see eye to eye on your values and on aspects of your life that are important to you, like your family life, your work life, social life, um, internal values? Those are things that you really need to evaluate once you start getting really interested in someone. If you don't share the same values, that it can be a really red flag and can cause issues down the line. And overall, what kind of life do you want to live with this person and does it match? Are you guys compatible in that way, right? So it's very important to look out for those things. Love bombing. Relatively, this is a new term um, that I've heard a lot quite on some podcasts, but love bombing happens basically when a person is trying to manipulate the other into a situation of dependency. The person you're dating might say things like, I can't live without you. You are my life. I'm nothing without you around. So they're really kind of putting into situations and, and, and manipulating you. Um, or they start off all lovey-dovey and all consuming, maybe clingy, um, and get you to, I guess, basically love them quickly or be interested in quickly and then all of a sudden they start saying statements like I can't live without you and kind of guilt tripping you to stay in the relationship and make you dependent on them um, so they really guilt you into the situation of dependency where it becomes unhealthy so love bombing is a huge thing it's relatively a new term you could totally look it up and have more examples um, but that's a big red flag Next red flag, they are rude to others. This one's such an easy one to, I feel, notice because rude to others, the best way to go about it is if you're on a date, you're going out to restaurants or whatever it is, are they rude? Are they impolite to service people, people working at retail, people who are your server at a restaurant? Are they saying their thank yous 
and are they tipping you know are they just being a nice person overall to people they don't know or are they acting really rude and polite or are they acting like they're above everyone are they narcissistic or you know is their tone when they're talking with strangers are they speaking as if they are beneath them so yeah i think that's a really good one to look out for it's a red flag if people are not going to be kind to strangers and just be polite do you really want to be hanging out with this kind of person you gotta ask yourself that question right so next term that you guys probably have heard of is gaslighting another term that we're hearing i think more often lately or it's been more explained but basically again gaslighting is when a person engages in emotional manipulation so they make you doubt yourself and your judgment. Um, these people might say things like, I never said that. Or they might say, why would you think that? Or you're so fucking sensitive. Like really belittling you is the word I would use in that sense that they emotionally manipulate your feelings, your, um, you know, your interests, things like that. But they're gaslighting you. Um, there's tons of examples of this online if you want to dig a little deeper so you can clearly see if this ever happens to you. And my last red flag is, are they minimizing your accomplishments? You know, when you're dating and you're like basically dating, you're getting to know someone. So when you're sharing something personal with them, um, something that you're proud of, something that you accomplish, and say the person's reaction is not what you expected it to be, or it's quite negative and or they diminish your achievements and make you feel small or again belittled that is a freaking red flag so they might like say you express something that you're really proud of like oh i got a new promotion at work if they respond to you in not a celebra celebratory way they might say things like oh do you want to win a prize or oh you could have done better or so what that is a indicator that they're not caring. <laughs> like they're just not caring about you and your growth and you as a person. So when they start minimizing your accomplishments, that is not a supportive partner, a person that you should be pursuing, in my opinion. But that's the last red flag. Moving on to yellow flags. So these are the things that can cause caution, like, you know, you're raising the yellow flag, but they have potential to be improved. Um, but the thing here is if these things are not improved, that's when you, they'll become red flags. But if they do, then you can work through it. So these are the yellow flags that I thought of. First yellow flag is they cancel like pretty often and they're late to most of your dates this is yellow because maybe your scheduling is not working quite right in the beginning stages um, and maybe they're just kind of a person who's always late and doesn't really know how to organize their time so just pay attention to if this improves or not and see if their intention is there um, because if it is then it should improve a little bit or at least the communication should be open um, but if it doesn't then maybe again that's not someone if they're not going to invest as much as you, why should you wait for them to invest equally to you, right? So next yellow flag is they have debt and they have money problems. This is yellow because finances are finances. They always, I feel like, stay personal. 
but until you get into the deeper stages of the relationship, sometimes you combine accounts or maybe you're borrowing money from the other person or whatever the situation is. But if they're already on their own, not good with money, you know, we all have can have debt or things that we have to pay off. That's totally normal. Um, but say if you're not really at the same level financially, salary-wise, or like have the same thinking towards money, I think this is an issue. Money, even relations experts could say that money is a big thing and strenuous thing on marriages even, that it can cause a lot of problems down the road. So just having a good feeling about that they're, they're taking care of their business and they're doing it proactively, I think is refreshing to know uh, and a positive thing to hear versus that they're in debt and not taking care of their shit, basically. So that is a yellow flag. Two more yellow flags. Next one is that they are too close with their mom slash their mama's boy. Um, I've seen the show Mama's Boy on TLC and I wouldn't want that. Would you? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, I think it's good to have that they have obviously good relationship with their family and their mom or whatever, but if they're too close to their mom and just being, I don't know, too involved and not going to take into consideration your opinions and you're always going to be the second woman in his life or man, whoever, then no, I don't think so. I think, again, if you're going to be a unit, like if you're going to continue this partnership, you got to come as a priority. So no mama's boys. I think that's a yellow flag. So if you're okay with some of that and you're flexible, go for it. Um, but yeah, that's something I would look out for. <laughs> and the last yellow flag is that they are indecisive. I put this one down because personally, this is something that would drive me crazy. Um, but someone who is also indecisive, if you think about it, um, the ones that can't even make small choices is definitely a flag. Like, because if you want a partnership with this person and you're going to get, you're getting serious, you both need to make decisions uh, down the line as a unit. And not everything, like not every decision should fall onto one person. You need someone, you need someone else's opinion. Like if you're going to move as two, um, you know, and decide on whether it's like where to eat tonight or, you know, where to move, where to live, um, really big decisions. Like you want someone that can have an open conversation about that. You both have opinions and can decide and compromise equally um, because, yeah, if they're too indecisive and never have an opinion, that would just drive me crazy. So this is a yellow flag and you kind of have this, how you have to see how it develops. But that is my last yellow flag is if they're indecisive. So you avoided all those freaking flags, the red flags, deal breakers, all the negative stuff when you're dating. So what are the positive things you could look for? What are the green flags? And the signs that let you know this is going in the right direction. So these are some of the green flags you could look out for. Number one green flag. They have amazing relationships with their friends and their family. When is this not a good thing, guys? When someone is physically and psychologically independent, yet they have amazing relationships with their friends and family, it says I feel a lot. It says a lot about their qualities as a person um, and how they, you know, how they treat the closest people around them is it speaks volumes. So this is a definitely a good flag and to kind of just observe and see how they treat the closest people in their lives, right? Second green flag, 
is that they show interest in your feels, in you, and your passions. So do they show that they care about your passions, your interests, your thoughts? Are they asking you questions and what and really listening? I think this is such a good indicator that things are going well and that they're really interested in you and pursuing you and not a, not a situation or for external things. They are present when you hang out. This is a big one, at least I find it a very big one for me, is when you guys are on a date or hanging out one-on-one, are, you, are your phones put away? Are you guys giving each other, you know, undiv- undivided... what is the saying I don't know like yeah I think undivided attention like and that you're really spending like quality time together and really setting aside time to get to know one another and being present in the moment together so definitely a very good sign and it just feels good to like just be one-on-one with someone and have that quality time next is like a green flag it's kind of obvious but it just feels good is Do you laugh? Do you have fun? Do you smile a lot when you're around them? Those are such good signs that this person is making you feel happy, making you feel very positive emotions, and that this is worth to keep pursuing. You feel like you equally compromise. This is a great green flag because whether it's a small thing or bigger issues, there's always needs to be a bit of a give and take. So if you guys learn how to compromise well and there's not one person feeling like they're compromising too much or too little, this is a really good sign that you guys are communicating well and that you equally are, you know, putting in the the effort and the work. It's a very good sign that you guys compromise on a meeting me halfway kind of scenario. And the last green flag is super important. So do they respect your boundaries? Very important one to know because do you feel comfortable around them? Can you be honest and with your feelings with them and about them, uh, with your thoughts? Can you just be really comfortable and not feel judged? And when you say no, do they listen or do they try to question you or change your no to a yes? So really... Think about what are your boundaries, whether physical or other kinds of boundaries, and do they respect them? Do they try to understand them? Or are they deflecting or being or not really understanding your boundaries and not honoring them? And those are all the flags in dating deal breakers. That is a wrap to today's episode. Hope that you could relate to some of these. And at least you were entertained by this dating topic today. Thanks again for everyone who submitted your responses to the polls. Um, Let me know if you want more dating episodes like these or there's any other topics you want me to talk about and hear on the podcast. If you made it this far, you're a real one, first of all. (laughs) But if you have a spare moment, like a minute, I would really love if you guys went on to Apple Podcasts or on Spotify and left a review. There's little star ratings now on Spotify. So leave a review if you um, want to and can. And um, I would love that. I really appreciate all your guys' feedback. Follow the podcast again on Instagram at Daydreams and Tea Pod. Thank you for listening to Daydreams and Tea and have a good one. (laughs) 